1: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark Walters. Walters. And here we go,
0: hour two on a Friday. Fajida Friday, according to Greg in Dallas, Texas. Fajida Friday. It's just Friday. Looking forward to it. I hope you are, too. Looking forward to a great weekend. Mark Walters here, sitting in the six-hour studios at AAR Ranch in Georgia, in front of the now Crossbreed Holsters Platinum Microphone. It's all brought to us today
2: and every day by the great X-Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Texas. How you doing this hour? You know, that was the most Georgia-pronunciated version of Fajita I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Georgia, Fajita. Huh? It's almost like you were about to call it a British cigarette or something. Oh, really? Yeah, that was pretty Sounded bad. Is that that bad? That was pretty bad.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Fagetal Friday. Uh, hey, you know, I'm going to go... Did we? Did our caller call in yet? Yeah, I just got him. Oh, you did? Okay, well, then I will admit this later, but... Well, I'll admit it now, since you're giving me garbage about the uh, Fagetal Friday. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I never thought I would do this, but I rented and watched the Taylor Swift era's tour concert. Right? <sighs> yeah, I did. And I'll tell you why I did. Yeah, British because, no, I appreciate capitalism, man. I really do. I, don't, I couldn't, I could trip over a Taylor Swift song and wouldn't know the name of it. I would know it was her because I don't live under a rock. You can, you know, I know what her voice sounds like. Because, oh, that sounds like Taylor Swift. And if you have kids, ladies and gentlemen, if your kids ever watched like Hannah Montana movie when they were younger, she has a cameo appearance in that in a scene when she was about, I don't know, what, 15, 16 years old or something like she's been around a long time. She's only like 34 years old. I don't know if you know this or not, but she was just listed by Forbes as one of America's newest billionaires, at oh. 34 years old. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I mean, this woman is selling out stadiums around the world. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, what is it about this? I want to see what this is about. And like I said, I couldn't tell you anything about her music. I, I couldn't name one of her songs. But I can appreciate enough talent and marketing and, and capitalistic you know, drive to create that kind of wealth. So I, I watched it last night, and it was an incredible performance. I mean, it really, truly was. Like I said, I don't know anything about it. But I, I, I readily admit that I, I did watch that. And then uh, I never saw the end of it. I fell asleep, and my wife and daughter are going to watch it from beginning to end, and I will move on.
1: Well, but I take, thought
0: it was interesting. Just take that
2: man card of yours and run it through the, the, the shredder,
0: <laughs> and, and we'll, be, we'll be done here. No, now I also watched Obama's Netflix documentary <sighs> with Ju- with Julia Roberts. You know, hey, when you do this stuff, you got to say you, you got to see it, man. You got to talk about it if you're going to talk about it. So I wanted to see what all the hoopla was about, and uh, we'll I may talk about that you know on a, on a show next week. Because there's a lot going on in that. Hey, we got Rob Morse on the phone. But before we go to Rob, tell people where they can watch the show, please, and and do all that stuff with the chat.
2: Yep, sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org.com. At the top of that website, you'll see the links to watch live, the listen live, and the podcast link. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, head on over to that shop link. Uh, If you'd like to join the live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. I'm afraid to visit the chat to see what they're saying about my
0: admitting that I actually watched the Taylor Swift documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Doob says, well, obviously, her concert was captivating since Mark fell asleep. Well, I started watching it about <laughs> nine o'clock at night. And with all due respect, it is a three hour long documentary. Oh. Now, I don't know how people get up on a stage like that in front of 100000 people and do it five days or four days a week. I don't know how they do it as human beings. I mean, you got to wake up with stomach problems one day. you got to feel like crap and still get up and do that. Paycheck is nice. Out. Well, there's that. There's mm-hmm. that whole B before your name at 34 years old. Rob Morris, welcome in. How you doing, brother? You don't think any less of me, Rob, because I watch Taylor Swift, do you?
3: I'm, I thought it was an act of bravery for you to admit it in public.
0: <laughs> See? See? That, isn't that worth a man card? That ups I, I, my I, man card. I, no.
3: Yeah, i Yes, indeed.
0: It does. Wow. If you can admit that, look, hey, I wear pink ties. I wore a pink tie in courtroom the other day.
3: I'm, I'm sorry. Blessed... Not so much about the pink tie, but that you had to be in court.
0: Oh, well, yeah, uh, me too. So were the people that were there. Still waiting on a ruling there. Rob, you have a great piece up that I picked up yesterday, and I, I looked at this. I'm like, this is great content, and it's perfect to close out the week. Because of everything going on in the world, and the website is Slow Facts, right? Yes. Slow Facts, what? Tell people where to go to get, the, to get the website first. Then let's talk about this piece, which is titled, ladies and gentlemen, What Were New York Jews Thinking When They Supported Gun Control? Rob, where, right. where can people read it?
3: Slowfacts.wordpress.com
0: Okay, so this is a blog site for you, right? I know, I already know that, but I want you to tell us yeah.
3: Yep, absolutely. It's about twenty one hundred articles. If you look you might find something you're interested in. We've been doing it for a decade. <laughs> There's always something there that you're interested in, and I thought you'd
0: like to know that you're also one of my uh one of my alerts as well. So let's let's get into this. What were New York Jews thinking when they supported gun control? And you give a list here. And I think it's fascinating. So let's start going down the list and get some of your commentary on this. Because I, for one, and and I've talked about it on the show before with other guests, Rob, I, for one, don't understand why Jews have voted Democrat all these years. Now, again, I'm approaching this through the through the lens and the prism of the Second Amendment. Right. This is one group of people that you would think would be voting far more conservative and be voting for their right to self-defense. So there is that weird thing going on that we've never really quite understood. But you really put this in perspective. First, what prompted you to write this before we get into some of the topics in it?
3: I don't know that community extremely well, but I had friends in the New York garment district. They left. They moved away. After they moved away, they got a gun. And, of course, October 7th, the huge terrorist attack on Israel by Hamas out of Palestine. And not many... American Jews felt just as Israeli Jews felt. I need to protect myself. We think of Israel as being an armed camp. It's not. They have gun control that's worse than ours. So, wow, they had a brutal wake-up call there. Now, to their credit, what, are they, what is it about, I forget how many thousands of new firearms ownership permits they license a week there? It took them a while to spin up, but they got the political realities squared away.
0: Not so much in New York City. A big difference between New York City and Tel Aviv. Look, that number, yeah. by the way, is about 15,000 a week now, ladies and gentlemen. And it's probably higher now, but the average is 3,000 new permits that they're processing on a daily basis. And at the last report, and I believe it was Lee the Gunwriter Williams that put the report out, was over two hundred and sixty thousand, and if you go back to that being three weeks ago, fifteen thousand times three, and give yourself that forty-five thousand, that number is well over three hundred thousand now, and and likely much much higher than that, Rob. So yeah. why the disconnect between New York Jews who vote Democrat and literally when they do vote away their right to bear arms, versus Israelis? Now keep in mind too, there's again there's disconnects here. 2% of the population we found out in Israel pre-October 7th was armed. Right. Which I thought I thought the number was going to be far higher than that. I, you probably did, too. Were you shocked by that number, Rob?
3: I, I covered that number, uh, Mark. And you're right, I was shocked. And on top of that, remember, yeah. this is a country, Israel, that's under threat all the time. The word existential threat, can they wipe you off the mat? Would they like to? yeah they live with that. That's called Tuesday for Israel right and yet we see people who are have such a cultural gap. they may be Jews now remember not all Jews are the same. Many are secular rather than religious they they may go to temple occasionally, but they the Orthodox Jews tend to be more politically conservative right. even for Orthodox Jews though it's not like they you know, Have a disproportionate member in the NRA. There's a cultural aspect that Jules are highly educated rule followers. And they go, well, okay, we obey the law, we follow the rules, we expect society to work for us. And there are members in our society who are completely outside the rules. On top of that, those are typically called criminals. We've seen the rules of society be rewritten in just the last few years as far as what you can say in the public square. You
0: are spot on. Rob, we're getting ready to take our first break. When we come back, let's get into the meat of this column. I thought this was a fantastic piece, and I appreciate you putting it out there for people to read and giving us the opportunity to actually talk with you about it because you really kind of get into the weeds here with this and everything in it makes perfect sense. But there's still that strange disconnect. I think that's changing. I think that's changing. And I'll explain when we come back why I think it's changing. Well, not necessarily why. I think we can all figure that one out. But what is it that's going to change when we come back with Rob Morris? Again, the site is slowfacts.wordpress.com. And the article is titled, What Were New York Jews Thinking When They Supported Gun Control? We'll be back with Rob right after this.
6: Armed American
0: Radio listeners, clear off your desks and get ready for your new hobby. Goat guns are miniature diecast gun models that assemble like the real versions do, and they've teamed up with Armed American Radio. Display them on your desk or shelf and watch others gloat over your masterpieces. Goat guns are 1-3 to three or 1-4 to four scale and range from 4 inches to 16 inches in length. If you don't drool over them, they'll buy them back up to 100 days. Don't be a donkey. Start your greatest of all time gun model collection today. Visit GoatGuns.com and use the promo code AAR for an immediate 10% off.
7: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision.
0: You know, I, I can't, I'm glancing over at the chat over here, Greg. Welcome back, by the way, guys. Uh, regarding my, my admission in front of a live mic that I, I rented the Taylor Swift Eris, and I, it was 19 bucks, man, to rent for 36 hours. Uh, so, Mark, you were doing business/slash marketing research. Patrick Davis says he got swallowed by the hype. And Patrick follows that up with she's still a mindless twit. Now, here's the interesting part. You know, she went political, right? And I guess in the in the last election, she came out as a Trump hater. And um, apparently none of it affected her. You know, I don't think anybody's canceled her. It's uh, it's it's uh, it is fascinating. But, hey, I applaud anybody. I don't care what their political leanings are. If you can create billions of dollars in wealth by 34 years old, have at it. I don't think anybody listening would feel differently if it were them. Rob Morse, welcome back, brother. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, Mark. All right. Now, I don't have a photo of you because we literally brought you on the air two minutes before we went to the live mic. So while I'm the live video and television screens, I've just got a blue background that says on phone, Rob Morse. So that's what you get today. (laughs) All right. But that's OK. All right. So let's go back to your piece here, because it is it is quite interesting. And in the previous segment, I mentioned that I, I, Rob, that I felt there were going to be some changes coming up. And I I really like your opinion on my opinion. But I believe you're going to see Jews leave the Democrat Party in droves in 2024. Would you agree with that?
3: Certainly compared to other campaigns, but that is a huge block. It won't all behave the same. Mark, how'd you, how did you choose a doctor? Oh, I don't, you asked I don't a buddy. Know. You asked a buddy. How do you find a dentist? How do you find a plumber? You ask somebody you know, you vote on referral. Just we, did both
0: of those, so yeah.
3: Yep. So when we choose a political party, for the most part, mom, dad, neighbors, friends, who do you vote for? What do you think? What's important to you? You add your own spin on top of it. You're not your friends. You're your own person. But you're strongly influenced by the culture around you. So is all that going to change? Yes. And it's already changing on the edges. We see, and you and I know, lots of Jews are now going, I'm sorry, it used to be unthinkable. I thought the police were there to protect me. I need to protect myself. I'm going to get an ownership permit in New York. I'm going to try and get a carry permit, and I'm going to fight with them until I can get one. Now, what will happen politically as more and more of these ordinary, honest people who want to defend themselves, their family, their colleagues, their kids near school are told we'd like to, but you don't qualify? That could be a political sea change in New York. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, Yeah, it's a gut feeling. I, I really can't base it on anything other than that gut feel, just what I'm seeing, some of the things that I'm hearing. But, yeah, and I don't live in New York, so my finger is not really on that pulse. But, again, it's just a gut feeling. And I can say I have the same gut feeling about eventual change in California. At some point. Now, like I've said before, it's likely not going to happen in my lifetime because that change is going to take generations. It's a generational change unless there's something cataclysmic. However, I I can see, you know, you're seeing people flee in droves now where, for example, New York's a great example. Rob, you know, a lot of New Yorkers used to flee down to Florida and bring their politics with them. Hence why southeastern Florida turned blue over the last 30 to 40 years. It's turning red now because a lot of the people who were entrenched in New York, conservatives now saying that's it. I've had enough. I'm done with this. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm going to Florida. And Florida has decidedly turned red in some of those what were blue areas. And you're seeing that same exodus out of California right now. And I believe that we could see that purplish, purplish whatever in Arizona begin to go back red as more conservatives leave California and head to Arizona. I, that I, We're beginning to see the beginning of that.
3: Let's stop right there, because you just put your thumb right on how New York Jews will become gun owners. Some of them, you're absolutely right, will do what millions of us did in red states. We walk to our local gun show. More likely, though, they'll call somebody who said, you know, you you used to have guns when you were up here and now you're down in Florida what do i have to do to get a gun they'll do the same thing they do when they're looking for a dentist and they'll reach out to their friends who who you're right are now likely living in Florida or Nashville they've left new york city left new york state and their friends will say welcome to the gun culture i wish i could help you more let me tell you what it's like in my state hey I've got a friend in New Jersey. I've got a friend in New York, and they're a gun owner. Let me connect you with someone who can help you locally. Uh,
1: yeah, I hope
0: – I get the sense that's happening. I hope that that sense is right because well, is it has it, it has often baffled me. Uh, Jewish friends and, and former family of mine from many years ago, I never understood. And I used to have conversations with them. I never understood – the whole Democrat thing as as a voting block. I never got that. But I believe we're gonna see that change. Now let's go now to your piece. What were New York Jews thinking when they supported gun control? Let's take topic number one. We've always voted Democrat. We elected Jewish Democrats like Ed Koch and Charles Schumer into office. We thought they were on our side. Right. Take that one.
3: And and it did, and we thought that they would then turn around and do things that were good for us. Well, everybody thought they did. Those, and again, politics used to be local. Michael Bloomberg, another New York Jew, had uh, nationally politicized the right of armed defense. And he made it a Democrat talking point. He did that almost single-handedly. And billions of dollars talk. Therefore, Jews across the country found themselves, if they were supporting Democrats, they were in fact voting for gun control. For a lot of Jews that weren't in New York, you know, rural Jews, Jews in red states, they went, wait a minute, I'm not that affiliated with uh, being Jewish. I'm not strongly associated with the Democrat Party. I like the fact that I can defend my wife and my family, my business. That became a wedge issue and drove people to vote Republican. Now, that's where the story starts. That's not where it ends
0: yeah you're right it doesn't end there and it's the end is gonna it's gonna be a while before we see that
3: well Uh, and let me me quote go ahead go go ahead ahead. no go ahead please weren't they i'm sure that there were a lot of new york jews that were dumbfounded open mouthed, shocked when mob said hey we want jews out of here from the river to the sea by the way River to the sea, that means all of Israel. There's no right. Israel left. So they basically were shouting for the extermination of the Jews out of Israel. And they said, they mean me here, too. Yeah, they well hate it, me.
0: We're, we're getting ready to take another break. And let's just leave it. this segment with this. That's another change you're going to see. You're going to see some big changes in American, what, the, what I've called the Poison Ivy League now. You're going to see a lot of Jews pulling out. A lot of Jews are not going to be enrolling their children into those schools anymore based on what we're seeing. There is a sea change happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's costing them billions of dollars. Nothing that they're doing at these universities and the attacks on Jews is going to age well for any of them. And I believe Jews will respond positively, meaning negatively to them, positive to us, and get out of that voting block. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Rob Morris. Don't go away. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. A little bit late sipping on that Canada dry ginger ale coming back from the break. Sorry about that. Welcome back into the Six Hour Studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day in this hour of the show in front of the crossbreed holsters, mic. All of it is brought to us Today and every day by the Great X Insurance. Remember, with Christmas coming up, and i got to tell you, during the top hour break between the two hours, I bolted back to the ranch, just excited and confident that my goat guns had arrived. They They had not gotten here yet. And that's because Chad the Mailman has not arrived yet. But when Chad the Mailman arrives, he's probably listening, he will be bringing goat guns to Armed American Radio Ranch. Make sure to get yours. Prepare for your new addictions, ladies and gentlemen. GoatGuns.com, the miniature replicas. These things are so cool. Use the promo code AAR, get 10% off. Buy some for yourself. Start building. Have a blast. And get them for your friends and all the gun lovers in your family. They are really, really fun to have. GoatGuns.com. All right, let's go back to uh, Rob Morris. Rob, Oh, before I do that, uh, there is breaking news here. In the previous hour, we were talking about the South Carolina farmers charged with murder and the death of the armed trespasser, and I mentioned that I wasn't sure if they had been granted bond. Just seconds ago, I got an alert that the father and son who operate that family farm in rural South Carolina were, in fact, granted bond late yesterday, I guess. So that, for some reason, is just being reported, or we're just getting the uh, getting the alert right now, but it just came in about, eh, two to three minutes ago so the 52 year old father and the uh, 26 year old son have been granted bond and have bonded out so that's good for them uh it's going to be a case where no doubt we're going to continue to follow that case but their attorneys were satisfied with the bond uh negotiations and they're happy so there's that news rob morris welcome back in brother it's always great to have you here and it's always fun to talk to you looking forward to seeing you soon thanks mark all right, let's go back to, go, did you want to, go
3: ahead, go ahead, I don't want to interrupt you. Go, yeah, yeah, go. let's, do, let, we're in the middle of this. New York Jews voted Democrat forever. It's a cultural tradition. How cultural? One out of four Jews vote Republican. Four out of five are voting uh, Democrat. So all of a sudden, the world shifted underneath their feet they right. thought, wait a minute We've been loyal to the Democrat Party Where's the loyalty coming the other way? And we find out that w- We now call it multiculturalism There are a lot of hats That are under the Democrat tent Including a lot of Saudi money And there are a lot of uh, Factors Making the Democrat Party Be anti-Jewish And the Jews hmm. turn around and went, Wait a minute we thought they were loyal, and no, they're not. They're not loyal in the press. They're not loyal in their politics. They're not loyal on campus either.
0: Opportunistic commies. Now, i mean, i got to throw this in. Part of what you, you, this in the article, guys, we supported the Democrat Party, so we thought Democrat politicians would protect us and condemn the mobs who were shouting death to Jews. Not the case, as Rob is just pointing out. Rob, we're also seeing that same rumbling with a large block of black democrat voters in cities like Chicago who are saying the same thing this party doesn't have my back yes you know you're so this is right. a this is a shift that we're seeing not just with jewish americans the democrat party has problems and that's because as crime continues to spiral out of control in what big democrat run cities you're going to start to see this type of shift, Rob, it's occurring as we speak right now. It's encouraging. But again, it's not going to happen today.
3: Right. It's and, going to happen there, over time. There was a poll that recently came out. I'm pretty sure I heard you cover it. We had a, a poll of Republicans and Democrats and gun owners and non-gun owners. It turns out Democrat gun owners look a lot more Democratic than they look like Republican gun owners. We th- we have a, a stereotype of gun owners, male, pale, and stale. That's not true anymore. The fastest right. growing segment of gun owners are young urban women, largely Democrat, many of the minorities. And they're going to continue to have strong Democrat affiliations, but they're going to go, but I also need a gun, and I think the Democrat Party is wrong. Will the... Th- Increased violence that we see in Democrat-controlled cities, failing Democrat-controlled cities. Will that drive them away from the Democrat Party? Well, that or the Democrat Party and Michael Bloomberg will shift their point of view. There are a lot of factors involved.
0: Some. Some will. There will be some, and and some that are. And there there are some that have. And that shift is underway. It is occurring. But here's the problem with that. Glad you brought it up. Fun to talk about. I'm a Democrat. I want a gun because I live in this Democrat-run city. I see what's happening with crime. Well, you got that one block that says the Democrats don't have my back. I'm shifting my vote and my loyalty. Then you have that other block, which is still much larger than the one I just mentioned. And that's the Democrat voter, largely the minority voter, that's going to say, well, I got my gun. And a lot of the block of voters is still going to support gun control. They don't mind going through the hoopla. They got their gun. Well, everybody else needs to put up with the gun control as well, too. But I have my gun now. There's a large, large population that are going to think that way as well. So there's a lot of different sectors in here, Rob, to try to yeah. break down. It's impossible for us to do it today, but I do sense some of that shift. I think it's fascinating. Here's the next next uh Subhead in Rob's column over at SlowFacts.WordPress.com. We never thought that protesters would be allowed to shout for our death or to publicly call for us to be driven from our homes. I wonder how they feel now if any of them watched, and I'm sure millions of them did, the testimony on Capitol Hill the other day. And hats off to Elise Stefanik, who just was relentless in her questioning of MIT, UPenn, and Harvard. Just tore them up. Well, they tore themselves apart. Right. When Jewish block of voters, particularly in New York, see that. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hopeful that they're going to think the same way you and I think. Why are you supporting these people? Why are you sending your children there? I don't want my kid going there if I know that the president of the university is okay with groups calling for my kid's death.
3: Mark, this is a this is such a beautiful wedge issue, and we need to. It's sort of the elephant in the room. A firearm is what lets the minority defend themselves from the tyranny of the majority. It is the bedrock that protects the other ten amendments, the ten the ten uh, Bill of Rights. So, there is a, a point of view that says if you're a minority, you are a victim by definition. All right, Right. Jews are a minority compared to Muslims. But wait, Palestinians are a minority compared to Israelis. So if you're a Muslim who waves the Palestinian flag, you shroud yourself with that. You can shout venomous things, death to the Jews. If Jews then turn around and say, wait a minute, we have the right to defend Israel. We have the right to live in peace. Now, suddenly, that's a racist and genocidal statement. New York Jews weren't listening when activists rewrote the terms of the debate. You touch on this every day. You've got to give you credit, Mark. Armed American Radio is very astute at listening to the subtleties in what's covered in the news. You have to be.
0: And honestly, it's not easy to do. You do it. Because you get it. You understand how the media operates. I get it because I understand how the media operates. You and I and others that do what we do have been following this. And, again, it's, it's a lot of nuance. It's the headline read. Rob, you listen. You know. Yeah. How is that to... headline phrase, right? Is, is right. the headline phrase to grab you? Do, does the headline really want you to go in and read the column? Or does the headline want you to read the headline and then move on? It's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. But I believe that a large majority of black Americans who are now beginning to see what the Democrat Party is all about and Jewish voters who are now beginning to see what the Democrat Party is all about have been reading a lot of these, let's just say, headlines. They've been headline surfing and haven't been doing their homework. They've remained ignorant, which is a choice for far too long. That's changing. That's changing. We've got one more segment with Rob Morris. Rob, I want to thank you again. For being here. I'm really enjoying this hour with you. And I, ladies and gentlemen, we called Rob 60 seconds before airtime for this hour. We'll be right back. One more segment to go. Armed American Radio listeners, clear off your desks and get ready for your new hobby. Goat guns are miniature die-cast gun models that assemble like the real versions do, and they've teamed up with Armed American Radio. Display them on your desk or shelf and watch others gloat over your masterpieces. Goat guns are 1-3 to three or 1-4 to four scale and range from 4 inches to 16 inches in length. If you don't drool over them, they'll buy them back up to 100 days. Don't be a donkey. Start your greatest of all time gun model collection today. Visit GoatGuns.com and use the promo code AAR for an immediate 10% off.
7: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit danieldefense.com. Now, back to the show. All right, back to the show indeed. Welcome back, Six Hour Studios
0: here in Georgia at the Ranch. Crossbreed Holsters might fire it up for you. X Insurance presents it all. Wrapping up this hour, and a good hour it's been, too. Rob Morris, I want to thank you for being here, Rob, on really short notice. In fact, Greg in Dallas, <laughs> I think this is the shortest notice we've ever asked a guest to jump on.
2: It's pretty, uh, pretty up there on the list. If uh, it's
0: it like 90s to 120 seconds, yeah. can you do this? I can. Let me get over to my studio. Boom. Yeah, it's pretty and short notice. Here he was, and he was right smack on time. Rob, appreciate that very much, particularly on a Friday. Thanks for giving us your time, brother. I do appreciate it. All right, so Continuing. We never thought that protesters would be allowed to shout for our death or to publicly call for us to be driven from our homes. You know, just hearing that is profound, because it is happening in America right now, today, as we speak. People shouting for their death and publicly calling for them to be driven from their homes. They never thought that protesters would do that. So that begs the question, why? Why? has the jewish well, population uh, in this case in new york just gotten complacent this is america that doesn't happen here that's one group of people i would have thought would
3: never get complacent you and i yes me too and obviously you and i were wrong i'm sure a lot of jews are now looking at themselves and their cultural institutions saying wait a minute you told hey, hold us this would here. never happen to us and Wow, there are you think you think we're asking them questions? They're asking some pretty pointed questions. Of going, wait a minute, you told me we were covered. We're not. And and again, if the Muslims and pro-Islam groups are waving a Palestinian flag, that's a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's the oppressed minority that's smaller than the Israelis. So yeah, I like your take on that. You're right.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen anybody break it down like that, and you are spot on with that. All you have to do is look at, you know, institutes of higher learning and go no farther than the poison ivy leagues right now that are really digging themselves a hole that's going to be a long time coming for them to get out of. I can promise you the stuff's not going to age well. But yeah, that is a get out of jail free card for them, particularly when you hear the presidents of the university say what they were saying and defending them, right? Now look, this whole show is based on our first amendment rights, Rob. Okay, I'm a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. You can say what you want as hideous as it is, but that doesn't mean there are not consequences. Okay, our friend Alan Corwin likes to use the term or the phrase about, you know, he'll say, you can't. People say you can't shout fire (laughs) in a crowded theater. Yes, you can. You can. You can do that. You can say there's a bomb, but you're going to pay the consequences for that. Right. Okay? Yes. Where are the consequences on the university campuses right now for calling for the death and extermination of American Jews?
3: There are and, none. Well, Oh, yes, there are. Oh, yes, there are. And they're we'll from give coast to, to coast. Because it used to be, well, I'll be able, the media will call me on and I'll be able to spin the event and isn't it great free speech? But now we have cell phone journalism who are watching vitriol mm-hmm. spewed at our college campuses and that's hitting the news way before the 5 o'clock news gets us a chance to mold it and we're going, these kids are crazy what they're saying is vile and we're not buying it more importantly, lots and lots of donors, lots and lots of friends and children of major collegiate donors are going no way dad, we can't do that anymore
0: now let, let, me, let me ask you something it. let me ask you something, yeah. I have a daughter Uh, My daughter just completed her second year at uh, Kennesaw State University. She's taking a break from school. My son just wrapped up his first semester. If my daughter or son were at a Poison Ivy League school and we were Jewish and this hate was visible throughout the campus and my daughter were calling me saying, Dad, I'm scared. There's another protest out there. I don't even want to walk to class. And I'll just tell you what I would do personally. You're coming home. Yeah. Okay. This becomes an issue of safety. This becomes an issue of I'm not paying this university one more penny. It's done. We're transferring you. Okay. And I, I don't know what the numbers are and I know the universities are going to try to hide it, but they're getting too many tax dollars. And when you're talking public universities, these numbers are going to come out, Rob, they're going to come out. They're going to try to hide it, but you're going to see people fleeing these universities as well. Yeah. Now, just being a freedom-loving individual, a patriot, not Jewish, do you want to send your child to that school now? Right. Even though you, quote-unquote, might not have any skin in the game? Absolutely not would I send my money to that school.
3: More to the point, would you want your daughter or your son growing up in that environment and bringing that level of venom home they were sent there to learn public discourse to learn how to argue their point not to threaten their fellow students and demand that their students who have a minority viewpoint be driven off campus so that's a tough sell
0: it is but let's go to the gun issue now all right
3: yes here in the state
0: of georgia my daughter is old enough to carry a firearm she goes back to school i don't know whether she goes back or not let's assume she goes back in six months She's old enough to carry a firearm on campus, which you can do here in the state of Georgia.
3: Right. Can't do that in New York.
0: Can't do that in New York. And now and, you're talking a reality that was this gun is for you to defend yourself from a violent attack. Now that violent attack becomes even more likely because of who she is,
3: because of and, what she represents to other students. need her. And New York Jews are going, I just want to walk my kids to the Jewish religious school and I'm afraid to go on the street. I need a gun. Here's, here's the people threatening my life. What other evidence do you need? And some bureaucrats going, um, that may not be enough. We'll get back to you in a year. And I don't know that that politics is going to fly.
0: I don't either. I don't either. And I, I think the conversation here just made the argument albeit somewhat unintentionally, we weren't trying to make the argument that you're going to see a sea change. But I think the logical conclusion drawn from this conversation is that you're going to see a sea change. I think it's a safe bet. If I were to be asked to put my money on that, I would do that. Because I think there's going to be a lot of parents that feel like I do and like you do in, in, in in the context of the conversation we just had. I'm pulling them out. I'm not giving them any money.
3: I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. Go ahead. Let's just like if you wanted to get a gun, you'd go, OK, I know somebody. I need to find out how that happens. There are people who volunteer to help Jewish families on the Sabbath because there's some tasks that Jews choose not to do on the Sabbath. Do you need all a right. ride to the temple? Um, it, it, oh, you got a laundry problem all of a sudden. So, I'll tell you what. I'll go to the store for you but because it, it's the Sabbath when you're not going. And a lot of those people are going to carry a gun for Jews until the Jews go, I, I, I appreciate the help, but I need to do it for myself.
0: Here's what I hope doesn't happen. I hope those people don't need to see some type of catastrophic event directed yes. at them in this country before yeah. they make that decision. And, you know, sadly, Rob, you and I have been doing this a long time. Sadly, that's what it takes for a lot of people. But another synagogue or a mass killing, whatever the case may be, whatever it takes, an attack on a campus, an explosion, whatever it is, I hope to God that's not what wakes people up, that we don't have to see that before people make that decision. Ladies and gentlemen, great hour. Rob Morris, thank you for being here. Slow Facts dot wordpress dot com Rob we'll have you back on very soon that was a great conversation you just made the best stuff brother thanks for being here on very short notice enjoy your weekend Paul or uh, Paul (laughs) Rob enjoy I was thinking Paul Marble was in the first hour enjoy your weekend Rob we appreciate it very much you being here we'll see you on the
1: radio Sunday guys